Hello, and welcome to a supplemental episode of Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined with uh, Sue Timberlake and Genre, and we once again are doing a supplemental episode, a discussion with uh, local artist and uh, writer and political activist, uh, Anne Tallheimer. Hi, everybody. What does that name mean? Oh, this is, <laughs> this is good. So Tallheimer, good old uh, German name, Heimer is very common in uh, German last names, and it means resident of or dweller of, and Tall actually means valley. So hilariously, <laughs> valley dweller. You were meant to be here. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Heimer is sort of the German equivalent of Homer. Like, yeah. I'm a Homer. I just live around here. It's yeah. it's very, very common. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And you wrote an amazing book. Thank you. Wrote and, and illustrated. An illustrated graphic novel. Is that how you name yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's a fair term. I'm a mm-hmm. layperson, so it's, you have to... It's, it's a <laughs> memoir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people very much are like, graphic novel, you could just call it a novel. I mean, but it is, it is words and pictures together to sort yeah. of tell a story. Yeah, and I read it very recently because I only met you recently. Mm-hmm. I know Mike was saying you read it. I read it like four or five years ago now. Mm-hmm. I, for, I forget. I think it was about five years ago. Yeah, it's been out for a little while yet. So. No, wait. When did you put it out? Was it 2012? Let's crack it open and check the date. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm four drawing four or five years ago. I think Time it was flies. five. Uh, but, yeah. Because you know, I 2013. 2013, yeah. So I think when it was when it was a new book, you came by, mm-hmm. you know, Modern Myths, my comic book store. Oh and, yes. And you're like, can I sell these on consignment? And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. And I read it, and I was blown away. Oh. And, and we actually did another discussion for a, mm-hmm. a podcast that That's we right. ran for Modern Myths. That's right. Um, but it's called uh, What What You Don't Get. Yeah. Right. The title. This is the title is taken from um, a story about Irish wake amusements, right? And so there were these professional mourners called keeners, these women who were basically hired to mourn and grieve and wail at a funeral. And there's this, this story about how this, this woman made her living at doing this. And uh, the priest kind of turned to her and was like, you know, you would, you'd cried over a dead dog if they paid you enough. And she turned to him and apparently said, well, there's no need to be so bitter, Father. What you don't get from the living, you get from the dead. And that's where the title comes from. Um, which did not, the explanation of that did not make it into the book, but it was this kind of perfect moment, like what you don't get, because it works on yeah. a couple of different levels. Yeah, because and I still what, don't get it. But. What the, <laughs> well, what the book is about, mm-hmm. and um, your personal story, and, um, you know, all the school shootings that we've had in the news lately, I mean, mm-hmm. this is it's quite revealing. I, I was telling you earlier that I have a friend who writes poetry, and I read his some of his poems around the time of when his son died and it's it's you know wrenching and this you can feel the same thing or at least from my perspective you get right up to mm-hmm. the moment of sort of the feeling and then it's almost like this stream of consciousness and mm-hmm. um, it's quite powerful thank you yeah I, I very deliberately structured it in a way that I wanted it to feel um kind of like a zigzag sort of narrative yeah as you were going along right it's a, oh, and people may forget because i wasn't in the area at the time but i do re- kind of remember mm-hmm. it i mean i was in boston yeah but I, I i forget exactly where i was at when it happened in 92 but i mm. remember it too yeah and it was the uh, i always mess up the name of the school cause simon's rock <laughs> college of bard the name has changed in the interim it's now bard college at simon's rock bard has always been sort of the the larger school but oh okay that's Simon's why Rock is the campus in great barrington that's a, it's an early college it's designed for folks who leave high school early to start college yeah and you you were in school there yeah i was a second year student 
um, in December 1992 when a classmate of mine legally, easily, too easily purchased a cheap Chinese-made SKS, came back to campus, loaded it with the bullets he'd had shipped to campus, and started firing. And he murdered my friend Galen, and he murdered my professor Nyakunyan, and four other people were wounded. And this was really before it became kind of the epidemic that we're seeing now. And I remember it being national news, and people were talking about it for a long time as this horrible, terrifying thing. Yeah. And now it's an everyday, horrible, terrifying Virginia thing. Virginia Tech, Columbine, mm-hmm. yeah, Stoneman. Stoneman, Santa Fe, Sandy Texas Hook, today. Uh, Santa, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, there are so many, that, and these are just the ones that come to mind. And the reality of this is, like, there are all kinds of, of um, shooting deaths uh, throughout you know, churches, schools, nightclubs. Like, it is an epidemic. Yeah, it is that re- country festival. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Las Vegas. Epidemic mm. proportions. So. Yeah. And I just have to, as an animal lover, I also have to mention, I think you mentioned last time we talked, that mm-hmm. um, he also shot a dog. Well, he shot at the camp. At we had the a campus dog, and yeah. it was basically, it was dark, it was night, anything that moved. He shot at. He shot at. And the only reason it wasn't worse and more lethal uh, was because the gun kept jamming. It was a cheap gun, you know, and uh, he tried to file down the firing pin so it would be even more lethal and kept jamming, and he gave up. Yeah. But, you know, he had enough ammunition to kill all of us. Yeah. Well, it's quite a book. Thank you. And um, if if people are interested, um, do you have a website that um, they it- could contact yeah. you and find out where they could get yeah, it. Yeah, it's available in a couple places. It's um you can find it on lulu.com. It's a self-published book. Oh, okay, lulu. Cuz it's like a print on demand mm. kind of thing. Um cuz I decided it was a Kickstarter uh, like a no, an Indiegogo. I had an Indiegogo kind uh-huh. of funding project to do the initial print run. Um so it's up on Lulu. It's purchasable there and it's on my Etsy. If you go to Etsy and Google Oh, Etsy. Okay. My monster hat because I also <laughs> make monster hats. Um it's available there. And then there are a couple of copies at the Black Labyrinth Tattoo Syndicate in East Hampton. East Hampton. I did a reading there uh of a different book. I also have a I have three books. One of them is a collected zine one. One is what you don't get and one is about roller derby refing because oh. i mostly do auto bio stuff and i've been a roller derby ref i've been an official for roller derby for about 10 years and so i thought it would be funny to do a book and then we ended up doing a reading of the book which is always great it's always fun to do these readings because it's like and then i draw this there's this picture of me making this face like so, um but they hosted us as part of uh the east hampton book fest and so they're, we have some art on the wall still, but they have a couple of copies for sale as well. Plus nice. they're awesome. So Yeah, nice. Yeah, these local bookstores, we just, um, you know, on this station we can't really promote um, sort of commercial ventures, but mm-hmm. I have to say bookstores are a wonderful place. Yeah, absolutely. And libraries too. And it's, it's getting harder. I mean, oh, my bookstore's closing by the, uh, we're, we're shutting the doors in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, part and of that's the, the, the nature of the changing comic uh, book business, which is really not something we need to talk about here and now. But, true. You know, it's... But it's sad. But my, support your authors yeah. and the people that you yeah. enjoy what they write. And um, you absolutely know, buy and, their books when you can. Yeah. Yes. And it's a it's a it's a, a local thing too. It's just very we're sort of losing our culture in a way. Yeah. Um, so slowly, in small bites. You mm-hmm. know, we talked on our other thing about local politics and all that, but really that yeah. sort of local touch. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we were talking on the regular show earlier this evening a bit about how free markets work because you know we were talking about net neutrality and why it yeah. promotes free markets. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why uh, free markets are can be a positive thing is it can encourage local commerce, local business, which means more of the wealth in your mm-hmm. community stays there unless right. it gets siphoned off to – I don't know, some guy named Jeff, who I guess owns the Washington Post or something. You know, I mean, but seriously, one of the reasons why Jeff Bezos is, has o- over $100 billion right. is because the money goes into Amazon and stays there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not really getting spread around in, you know, your local area. And uh, did you guys hear about the, the tax, about the city of Seattle uh, has basically wants to implement a head tax like if you have like a corporate office there you have to pay a tax based on how many employees you have oh interesting and it's only really going to hit the larger businesses Mm -hmm. but amazon has like i think fourteen thousand employees in the Mm -hmm. seattle area wow so and they they you know they were uh this company which has you know just billions of dollars in revenue were like well we don't want to pay an extra like 12 million dollars in in proper in local taxes so we'll move. You have to give us tax rebates. No. Right. And the whole point of the tax, it, tax that Seattle wants to put in is to improve the housing stock in Seattle, right. make more affordable housing. So, yeah. I went to a really small college a million years ago, which will rename, <laughs> remain nameless. But one day in the spring, they would call off classes. You'd never know when it was. Mm-hmm. And they'd just ring the bell and you wouldn't have to go to class. And they'd give everybody a silver dollar to oh. go spend in the city of Portland. That's kind of awesome. And so you would see, and what they were trying to do was to show all the local merchants that the local university Uh had impact because all of us would go out and spend money and Mm -hmm. buy a sub or, you know, get shoes or, you know, take a ride on the ferry. And so it was sort of the silver dollars sort of showed you how many students were actually contributing to the community i thought that's that's really good advertising that's interesting that's fascinating yeah i thought it was i thought it was very smart plus getting the day off was like because it was yeah it was always like a day in april or may it was oh it was like oh maybe it's today (laughs) guess that math tests next week (laughs) actually that was the professors (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh it's today (laughs) (laughs) anyway well, what a book. Yeah. Um, thank thank you. you so much. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm sure that, you know, it's going to become more and more and more um, sort of relevant it, to what is happening because we are forgetting sadly, our history yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, have you had much interaction with uh, sort of the the next generation, the rising generation, like the kids, like the, the, the teenagers coming out of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, Florida, oh. because they seem to be kind of on know, it, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that national March was mm-hmm. last month was, was it last month? April? March. Yeah. Oh, March, I guess. But it was, it was inspiring mm-hmm. and impressive. Uh, yeah. I actually, I did, I got asked to speak at the local March for Our Lives. So I got to speak at the Northampton one and I got us, I got to see the youth and that seems like they're 17 and 18 and youth is so it feels so disingenuous sometimes i guess but like younger folks younger activists they're they're amazing like yeah. putting the things together and planning meetings and what they're going to do and how it was going to work and it was a really truly youth led yeah and it was it was inspiring and it yeah. was awesome and there was that also that little pang of like man i wish we'd been able to pull this off 25 years ago yeah you know like we we got some laws changed, we petitioned, we went to the state house, we talked to people, we we did things, and the you know the law that allowed the shooter on my campus to get the gun got changed. It took like four years, but it got changed. 
but we're still not getting it. Like it's still, we need to do more work. We all need to do more work on yeah. this. It it seems like there's a certain um, traction mm -hmm. that people are getting, and I say sometimes because I'm really old that it feels like the '60s to me, where people left classrooms. Mm -hmm. You know, it was important enough. This was yeah. the Vietnam War, but you know, Kent State they left classrooms. There was a there was a, and it wasn't. There were some old. They weren't hippies at the time because we all became, you know, sort of old hippies and yippies and yuppies <laughs> and all those things. But it feels like that to me again. That it it feels like it's got some traction that's that's beyond the government and beyond. It's it's really motivated by youth. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's the youth are recognizing that their lives are at stake. In yeah, a way, yeah. You know. And we have a generation that has always done active shooter drills in their schools. Yeah. Like, we never did one because yeah. we never needed to. But yeah, no. this, this I is duck and cover under a desk for the cold war. Right. Right. So. right. But you were saying about the student who was interviewed, and they asked the dumb journalism question you were saying. I think, you know, how do you feel about this? Did you ever think something like this would happen here? Yeah, this was a student at the Santa Fe High School in Texas today. And she just said, yeah, I, I, she was expecting it. Yeah. You know. That's awful. Yeah, that's just awful. And, and you know, she just her head was hanging down. She couldn't even, you know, really make eye contact with the camera or what, or mm -hmm. the guy who was talking to her. So, yeah, you know, I I remember as a kid in the '70s, you know, like I don't think the you know you could just walk right into the school I I was uh, a student at, you know, and it was and a big open right plan school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like a lot of people went down the street and had a smoke or something. Or well, <laughs> we weren't like in town, but like I'm sure people. It's the seventies. I'm sure people went outside to have a smoke break. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised they didn't smoke in the classrooms, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or in the bathrooms. And... Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, like it, I don't think. Like I was, it was an elementary school, so like I was eleven. Oh, sorry, when I never mind. That. Yeah, you know, like, like I'm thinking high school. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I went to a prep school, my dear. So, <laughs> very different experience. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like there weren't like young kids smoking at that school, but the teachers probably were. Some of them, yeah. sure. It's the seventies, you know. <laughs> but yeah, there's that question of access, like who can get in and when, and and even I I teach in schools, and even. Um, even recently, like policies have changed depending on different schools that I'm in. It used to be that you could kind of, they would just buzz you in and now you have to hit the buzzer and you have to sign in and you have to do this and you have to do that and they have to keep yeah. changing and updating their policies because these things keep trying happening. to address it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was uh, when I went to a forum, uh, an open school, open town forum about the new school we're building or mm -hmm. planning to build in East Hampton. And the vote about that is the one, that's the one we're voting on next mm -hmm. Tuesday. But, um, you know, that was one of the first things somebody asked about. And they had, like, the chief of police get up and talk about, like, the way the school was being built so that, like, they could secure rooms and isolate areas and make it harder for gunmen to get in and then move around the school at will and so forth. Um, and so when I got up and asked a follow-up question about school safety, namely, like I said, like, so what are you going to do for, like, things like, you know, tornadoes? Because we can get tornadoes here. <laughs> um in the valley mm -hmm. so what will you do like like where can the students go to hide you know if there's that problem like is there a basement are there shelters what and they were like huh glad somebody asked about that you know oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and uh, you know they, they thought about it but it, it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't it, first up first up was the school hardening for right shooters. yeah right Cause, and, cause and the focus has changed and they were pleasant oh yeah right there are natural disasters oh. too you know <laughs> though i was also intrigued to note that even though massachusetts isn't a particularly seismically active area they nevertheless 
the federal requirements do require them to make sure that the school mm-hmm. is like built to code to handle like at least a moderate earthquake. Mm-hmm. And you know, Northampton built a new police station, safety station, probably mm-hmm. ten years ago, and they yeah. they were very proud of the fact that they had beaten the regs. They had put the plan in before it was required for the new earthquake standards. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's not because they're going to save money. And it's like. Sure. You're building a safety complex. Shouldn't you meet the standards keep it e- safe. even if they're not quite required yet, but that's what the new standards are and I you know. Mm. I just cause trouble. So. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> having having been a person who I remember living through an earthquake, a little one in Massachusetts, but it was oh, still yeah? enough to be like, what the <laughs> heck was that? Sure. It's, yeah. So, um yeah, we have sort of strayed a bit from the original we did, we topic did. of this. Well, of, safety, this safety, 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 safety. Right? Yes, we just got the earthquakes. Yeah. As How all. do you think about it? You don't right. wait until it happens; you plan for it. So. Right, and so um, the organization you're a survivor fellow with is Every Town for Gun Safety. Every Town for Gun Safety. I am an Every Town Survivor Fellow, so I'm one of 120 people nationwide who is part of a group that has gone through training on story sharing like telling your own personal story of uh being a survivor of gun violence and learning how to meet with legislators and and talk to folks just to broaden our understanding of what a gun violence survivor is Mm -hmm. and what that looks like so anyone who's interested in finding out more about your personal story should go mm-hmm. to mymonsterhat.com mm-hmm. and they can get the book from you. Yeah, yeah. If you just go, if you, or, or if you go to um, my Etsy site rather uh-huh. than mymonsterhat.com, but if you go to, you know, go to Etsy and search for my monster hat, it'll pop up. Okay. I know my monster, I used to have a mymonsterhat.com site. Oh, you don't anymore? I, I don't. You... I let it, I let it lapse because oh, okay. like it's a... It's like, I could swear you did. You I did. did. I used to, <laughs> but it's a project to maintain that stuff. Oh, okay. so Domains Etsy. and processing yeah. and da 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 So Etsy is the way to go. So or... Etsy.com uh, and then search for My Monster Hat. Yes. On there. Yeah. Or you can go to Lulu and right. look there as well. The links will be on the show notes for this um, for this supplemental. Oh, awesome. Excellent. Awesome. And it's also on the show notes for the regular podcast. So uh, just look um, on your podcast below or on the website and we will have and just click that and you'll be able to find it. Right on. And a link also for Every Town for Gun Safety. Yeah. Yes. Whatever their website is. Okay. Well, uh, I guess that wraps it up. We should go get some supper now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening to this supplemental episode of Civil Politics. Uh, hope you'll join us again for our regular show uh, every Friday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. on valleyfreeradio.org or uh, 103.3 FM uh, in Northampton, Massachusetts. Thanks for listening. So long. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.